Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the DFS Today podcast for Sports Ethos. I am your host, Keith Cork, and uh, I'm joined again here, guys, by my buddy here, Ramiz, my new buddy, uh, that's going to be talking some DFS with me. And uh, had, a, had a good day yesterday, had a nice show. Um, some of our, our calls were good, Ramiz, uh, some of them not so good. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I do actually want to take, you know, I want to take a second here and just kind of reflect on what, what I got wrong. So I think that's always good, you know. If you want to improve as a DFS player or improve at anything, you have to be honest with yourself and, and give yourself some constructive criticism. I think you know, one of the things that I uh, didn't do so hot yesterday, uh, or I guess today, we're recording the same day as a slate. Uh, but one of the things I didn't do so hot was I didn't really adjust well to the uh, Joel Embiid news that dropped late that he was going to be sitting. Yeah. So I know we, you know, we said we had we were going to fade that that game and I kind of had that in my mind you know I had a low game total and I was like ah you know what but that was really the wrong call and you know looking back obviously it's it's, it's just obvious now but in the heat of the moment you know it's like you get so attached to your picks it's like I don't really want to adjust all this so you know definitely could have went with some Tyrese Maxey uh, I think a lot of people went with James Harden probably but um, you know there were def- there was definitely some value to be had there at the end uh, but you know any, any thoughts on you know what went well, what didn't go well from the uh, calls we made yesterday? I think you had a spot on, but I mean, that's that's what comes with the NBA, right? I mean, these, they always make that call, those type of calls late. For example, early in the morning, you found out Embiid's questionable, but it wasn't really confirmed until like an hour before the game. And so that's the same concern for what we're probably going to talk about today as well, because they have a back-to-back. And obviously, we don't know if Embiid's going to play in that one either, or he's questionable. So we're going to have to probably take that approach again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you always want to stay on top of that stuff, guys. And um, there is some, you know, some news here. Obviously, uh, uh, you did you did mention Embiid. He is questionable. I am inclined to think that he plays against my Bulls uh, because he set out this this game here. So this is really just like kind of a maintenance day for him, and it's a back to back. So I, I would have to lean pretty heavily towards him playing. So he's actually one of my top plays uh, on the slate here at ten thousand two hundred. Uh, for the salary there, Ramiz. And, and and the reason being, you know, again, it's a back-to-back for them. He didn't play last night. The rest of his teammates did. So they're going to probably rely on him a little bit more. And, like, I'm a Bulls fan, but I can openly admit, you know, <laughs> our defense is pretty trash. Uh, we leave people open quite quite uh, quite literally all the time. Um, it's more so three-point shooters, though. So that's one thing that gives me pause. It's not like, you know, our interior defense has actually kind of slept on. Uh, Andre Drummond's a pretty good defender. And actually, Vooch has been a really good defender this season so far. So uh, I don't think he's going to like – it's not like a, a absolute smash spot for Embiid. But I do love him at 10, too. What are your feelings on him? No, I think you definitely hit a spot on. I mean, that's the scary part about this Bulls team is their interior defense when it comes to big big men. like Joel Embiid, I think Vucevic and Andre Drummond may struggle. But who knows, they may take the, the double team route, you know, where they try to set up a wall or they try to double team them, which forces Embiid to pass the ball. And that's where maybe you want to go with a Max or Harden. That's a situation. 
Yeah, um, and we've seen that before. Where uh, I mean, Embiid has the ability to, to pass out of the double team. Um, he struggled with it in the past, but he's shown some improvement there. And um, so, you know, if you guys are looking for some prop plays, maybe looking at you know, his assist props, if you think that's going to happen in this game, that's always something to, to consider. Uh, one of the things I do in DFS is I, I always look at the backup centers on the teams opposing Joel Embiid. So I do have some interest also in Andre Drummond at 4,500. And the reason being uh, Joel Embiid is, is one of the best players in the whole NBA at drawing fouls uh, from opposing big men. So uh, their, their backups usually get a few more minutes. And, you know, Andre Drummond – um, love him or hate him. I'm not exactly the biggest Andre Drummond fan, but he does put up fantasy points in a hurry because he does grab a lot of rebounds. Um, he's always trying to shoot the basketball whenever he's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I do have some uh, some interest in Andre Drummond at 4,500. Are there any other Bulls or Sixers that you have a lot of interest in, Ramis? Uh, no, I mean I really like Ayo Desumo. I mean, we mentioned him last podcast, but I just think at his salary, like you can't really go wrong in a scenario because he's he right now he has. His, the starting point guard spot so i mean it's just a matter of consistency right and as long as he plays really well off to rose and i think i don't know exactly who's going to play and exactly he's not playing that's means more shots for him and the ball's going to be more in his hands um yeah i do i mean i love io um i'm not sure if i want to go to him necessarily i think he's was he 5200 i think he is on this 53, yeah 5300 so um i mean i think that's a fair price i don't think i'm like super like stoked about it i, I think it's about the same as it was last last night i think or maybe even a few hundred less let's see i think it was around uh, it yeah yeah i can't i can't look at the slate but yeah i think it was about about the same i think it's fair um i think there's some other guys i like in that price range a little bit more uh but i will say i was obviously bulls fan i was watching the game earlier um io did take a pretty bad spill and hit his head on someone's knee um, he went out, they did the concussion protocol, he came back in, so um, I'm guessing he's probably going to play in this one, but I will keep an eye on that. If he's not playing, one guy I do like that I'll mention here is Goran Dragic at 3,500. Um, I think, you know, being a Bulls fan and watching all this, these games, he's really fit in very well with this Bulls team, um, you know, especially with that Lonzo Ball there. They need somebody to kind of orchestrate that offense, and he's done a fantastic job at it. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him you know, jump into a 25- to 30-minute role uh, if I would assume who has to sit. And if that's the case, he's only 3,500. I think I can roll some uh, some Dragic out there too, which uh, he's probably going to have some more ownership also. So, um, But there are – a couple of games. I just had to talk about the Bulls game, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to rope you into that because, uh, you know, Bulls fans, I had to. No, um, no that's, I love it, bro. I don't want to uh, talk about the Raptors at all after tonight. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great one for them. Uh, but, no, there's a couple of games that I actually do have a whole ton of interest in. Uh, I'm probably going to end up stacking them. You know, I, I'm i not sure yet. I might just I, – I do have a single entry out there right now that I just kind of threw together. Um, I might go a few more lineups here. I'm not like, loving this slate. There's a lot of games on this slate that are like they could be, they could e- very easily be blowouts. So you've got um, Golden State Warriors and Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets are just bad, bad. Like there's no <laughs> nothing good going on with that team. Like you know, you got you had some salaries when they first had Rozier go out that were nice, so you could go get some value there. But now all those salaries are kind of pumped up. So. I still like Gordon Hayward there, but um, and we'll talk about that. But, yeah, I think that could be a blowout in Gold State's favor, obviously. Um, you've also got the Brooklyn Nets and Indiana Pacers. Uh, Pacers are playing pretty well this season despite losing a lot. So I do actually think it's going to be a little closer. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that could very easily be a blowout in Brooklyn's favor. Uh, and then you've also got the Dallas Mavericks and the OKC Thunder. Um, and that could also be a blowout 
And so, you know, three of these six games on the slate, I mean, is, have blow-up potential. I mean, it's hard for us to project that, like, with 100% accuracy. But yeah. are you fading any of these games because you, like, just have, like, I have a feeling in your gut? We had a good feeling last night, by the way, uh, in the last slate, because we, we said, you know, I, or I said Denver uh, is going to blow out the Utah Jazz. Don't play Jokic at that really high price range. And I think that worked out. I, I haven't looked at his numbers to, to finish the game, but, um, you know, they did blow him out pretty well. So I thought that was a pretty good call on my part. Uh, and then there's another game I think we said to, to fade also that turned out to be a pretty good call. But uh, any of these three that on this slate here that you're looking to fade? Uh, to be honest, I I, I don't know, like the I don't like the Pacers versus Nets game. Okay. Be, because uh, Kyrie and Katie are going off right now. But like, mm-hmm. if it's gonna be a blowout, like, do you want to really put that much salary into those two players who might not even be playing for a whole quarter essentially? Yeah. Um, no, it's a good call. It's a good call. And. I think I really do think this is going to be competitive. I think the Pacers are going to keep it competitive. They they tend to keep it close. Um, so if that is the case, you know, if I do end up putting, I'm not putting these guys in my single entry uh, lineup. I don't think, but if I'm going to do multiple lineups, I do like to stack um, some Pacers, and then I, on the other side of the ball, I want to play Kevin Durant at 9900. So I do have some interest in Kevin Durant at 9900. Um, I think that's a steal for a guy that you know if he does play all four quarters. He's going to smash that price point for sure. Um, but I have a lot, a lot, a lot of interest in these Pacers. Again, I'm going to mention Jalen Smith at 5,400. He didn't have a great <laughs> That's game. your guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is my guy I go to, and he's a little cheaper now. I didn't have a great game tonight. Um, he, I was a little disappointed. He, he did come out and had like 15 points, uh, DK points in the first half. So I was like, okay, he's going to drop a 30-burger. Like, this is okay. I can deal with this. This is okay. Um, then he just like stuck it up in the second half. So he's kind of like – He's been disappearing for for whole halves at this point. So, you know, I'm going to go to him again, though, 5,400. I'm going to hope that he turns around for me and has a good game. Um, But I really, really like probably my favorite play on DraftKings in this entire slate is 5,500 for Miles Turner. This guy um, just played 32 minutes uh, tonight. Um, Now, we have to keep an eye because he is coming back, obviously, from injury. So they might send him out on the back-to-back. I don't know. Um, so if that is the case, then, you know, I think you can play guys like Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith a little bit more, but Miles Turner, 5,500, if he's going to play 30 plus minutes, man, this guy's getting blocks. He's getting boards. He's, his shot's not even falling yet. And he dropped 50 over 50 DK points last night. So, um, you know, Miles Turner, 5,500, tell me how you feeling about that, man. No, that's I mean, a really great you're, fa- you're fading this game though, so you know you don't you don't like this game. But it, say you're gonna play this game, how do you like that? <laughs> no, I think Monster was a good show. I think that's why I wouldn't go with the Jalen Smith as clear because I think because of him trying to adapt with how to play with the Turner, it's kind of not letting him play to his potential. But Miles Turner is coming back and he's got five blocks against the Washington squad, and I honestly could probably repeat the same thing with the the Brooklyn Nets game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got what, Nicholas Claxton down low. I'm not exactly like scared of that guy. And he's just going to block a lot of shots. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And again, his, his jump shots haven't been falling yet. So like, you know, I think there's an opportunity there for him to be even better uh, than he has been. So I like, I love Miles Turner at 5,500. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to stack this game, I'm definitely playing Halliburton at 8,300. We were mentioning him last podcast. I did have a few shares of him. I didn't have enough of him though. He had a really great game. He came, he came out like lights out in that first half. Um, I think he was at, went to halftime with like 20 points or something like that. So it was just incredible. Um, but yeah, 8,300 for Halliburton. I like that. If you're going to stack, 
uh, Kevin Durant and some, and some uh, Pacers then there. One other guy I want to mention, and, and I mean, people are probably going to roast me. Feel free to roast me, Romans, but <laughs> I do actually have some interest as a punt play, strictly as a punt play. I'm not expecting a whole lot. But Utah Watanabe at 3,200. That uh, is bold. Oh, <laughs> that is bold. Yeah. He got 22 minutes in the last game. I thought he looked good. I actually watched that game. Um, I thought he looked pretty decent in the minutes he was out there. Um, I don't know if he's going to get 22 minutes again. He'd probably get like 15 or something like that, maybe. He only had like eight minutes before that. That was his, his top minutes. But, um, but you know, he's 3,200. I mean, he's almost – you know, absolute bottom pricing. And if you're looking to scrape the very bottom of the barrel, there's no one really down there that I like uh, around that price point as much as him. There's a couple of guys I like a few hundred dollars more. Um, but yeah, so it is a bold, it is a bold call, but uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. Let's talk about another game. I really have interest in though, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah jazz. I'm constantly going to these jazz, man. I, and the reason I have interest in this game, obviously uh, is that John Morant is listed as doubtful. So yep. John Morant, if he doesn't play, that's a whole ton of usage going down to these Memphis guys. Let me just give it to you, man. I've been talking a whole lot. Ramiz, who do you like on the Memphis side if we're assuming that John Morant does not play? I'm going with the obvious choice, and I'm going with Desmond Bain. I think Desmond Bain has been on fire. Like He has been going lights off from three-point range. I like In his last two games, he's shooting over 70% from three. And uh, I don't think the Jazz is going to stop that especially with how many more shots he's going to get with John Moran being out. And, uh, I mean, like, he might even – he's been averaging, what, like 31 points against the Sacramento Kings, 38 against Brooklyn. I'm expecting another 30 ball from him, the efficient one as well. Yeah, um, I think you can safely go to Desmond Bain here. I think a lot of people are going to lock him in for playing cash. I think he's an easy uh, free square because everyone's going to have him anyways. So go ahead and take it. Uh, 7,400 for Desmond Bain for sure. I, I love it. Um, so the other guys that I've got interest in on the Memphis side of the ball, and again, these are more GPP-type plays, but Tyus Jones at 4,700. Um, anytime that John Morant sits, he's really running the show on the, on the offense. He's getting a lot of the assists. Yeah, if he's um if he's gonna make a few shots, it's gonna be good for you. Um, but he may not. I mean, he's not exactly the most aggressive guy on offense usually. So, um, but he'll get those assists for you. He's got a pretty safe floor. Some other guys that have a, maybe a higher ceiling that I'd be interested in more so for large field GPPs is John Conchar. If he plays, he's questionable right now. Forty four hundred. Um, you know, a guy that contributes across the board. Uh, a lot of people are probably gonna gravitate towards Santi Aldama, who had a pretty a good strong showing the first couple of games, but he's kind of dropped off. I just I I believe in Conchar's abilities more than more than Aldama. And this is really digging deep because a lot of people are like, who the heck are these people? <laughs> but uh, but no, I, yeah. As someone who's watched a lot of these uh, these deep league guys, because I play in like thirty you know thirty team deep leagues uh, for fantasy, uh, I think Conchar's got. I'm more confident in his ability than I am in, in Santiago Aldama's long term. But hey, maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, who knows? But uh, if Conchar does not play. I've also got some interest in Jake LaRavia, who's uh, this, the rookie over there, 3,600. Um, this guy can ball. And he doesn't have the opportunity. He had the opportunity last game. He showed it. He's only 3,600. Um, so if you're looking for, again, a large field GPP guy that's going to be you know, a cheap guy that's going to allow you to fit some of these Kevin Durant's and Joel Embiid's and all that, um, then I think Jake LaRavia is a guy you can go to. So any thoughts on those three guys, uh, LaRavia, Conchar, and uh, Con? Tyus Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you definitely made a great shout on Jake Laravia La- 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 yeah. because he's the type of guy who kind of played that similar role to uh, Conchar. But uh, I also want to give a shout out to maybe Dylan Brooks 
Because mm-hmm. if John Red is out, obviously this is depending on the if of John Red is out, yeah, Dylan Brooks might take this as an opportunity to well, take his shots and get back on his groove. And at 5,100, maybe he can definitely kind of go over that value. Yeah, no, I, I don't even know how I overlooked this guy. But yeah, no, that's a good call, man. Um, he's a very high-volume shooter. Obviously, if his shot's falling, he's going to crush that. Um I, I must have I just have like a, a thing against Dylan Brooks because he's just like such a such a I hate, don't like volume scores like that they just take a bunch of shots I know it's risky but yeah no I'm no I, shoot the ball <laughs> yeah no it's a good call it's a good call and I think a lot of people are probably gonna have him so um, so consider my guys pivots you're probably gonna see a lot of Desmond Bain and probably Dylan Brooks will probably be the, the second highest owned guy behind them um, so that covers the Grizzlies on the other side of the ball though if you're gonna stack some of those guys. I do have some interest in these Jazz players. I still have interest in Laurie Markin, even though he's 6,900. Um, just crushing it this season, man. Um, there's been one bad game out of the what they played five or six games so far. So um, I have no problem paying that premium price for Laurie Markin. I think if he gets up to like the 74, 7,500 mark, that's what I'm kind of like. Eh, I'm not gonna spend that much on Laurie Markin. But uh, until teams really start taking the Jazz seriously, he's gonna get his points and. I've watched, obviously, again, Bulls in. I've watched a lot of Laurie Markkinen. Um, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now, and he said that himself. He said, you know, the uh, international play that he had during the offseason helped him to really, like, get some confidence with his game. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Like, don't get me wrong. But I also watched this guy when he was kind of the alpha or the beta on the on the Bulls. Um, he has a real difficulty when defenses actually make him uh, you know, run out on him and actually make him put the ball on the floor and actually like dribble through traffic. So um, I think once teams actually start to take this team seriously, uh, that's where he's going to struggle. The problem is I don't know if they'll ever take the Jazz seriously because <laughs> they're not very good, man. They're just not very good. So maybe marketing has a really great season. Uh, it's very possible. So uh, any thoughts on Laurie at 6,900? Is that too much for you or uh, are you interested in him there? No, Laurie's, I think you spoke perfectly on that topic. I mean, Laurie Markin, even this game against the Nuggets, was 17 points and 10 rebounds in 26 minutes. And this was a blowout. So, if similar fashion, I think he's going to go and I don't think he can easily average a 20 plus game and similar to 10 rebounds. But I'm going to add on to a budget val- budget option and Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at him for 3,700. I'm looking at Rudy Gay's out, Kessler Walker's out. And that's some minutes for Taylor to Tucker to shine out and maybe grab a rotation spot. So expect him to really play out and try to get some points, maybe some rebounds, some assists. Yeah, I actually, um, this is one of the, I did, I totally overlooked him. And then I went to FanDuel to actually look at some plays over there. And I saw him there and I, I went back to DraftKings and I looked at the price there and I was like, oh yeah, 3700 for Taylor Norton mm-hmm. Tucker. Uh, I've actually got him bolded. So he's definitely going to be in a lot of, if I do end <laughs> up doing more than one lineup, uh, he's going to be in a lot of them. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, this guy's you know scored 25, 30 DK points in the last couple of games. He showed what he could do with the Lakers in, in that one summer league. Um, I mean, he's got some skill. Uh, I, I think this, yeah, this price point. I think you can definitely roll him out there. And there's not, a, there's no one really in that price point that's going to be like solid value for us. So I think he's a, a steal there at 3,700 for sure. Uh, I do have some interest also still in Jared Vanderbilt, 5,200. I no, I said I'm, I'm kind of off that train, but uh, he did manage to stay out of foul trouble this last game. It just ended up being a blowout. So, you know, he, yeah. he still didn't put up those numbers. <laughs> so if they ever put it together, it's a close game and he doesn't foul out. Then I think this guy can really crush 5,200. So it's it's a lot of ifs and ifs, ands, and buts. So I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I do have some interest in him there. Uh, but, yeah, so that's a lot of guys in that one game I have interest in. Um, I am going to talk about 
Uh, also, Ramiz, the, the Hornets and, and Golden State Warriors. I do have some interest in several guys over there as well. Um, I still have interest in uh, Gordon Hayward at 6,500. I think he's a safe – he's more maybe more of a cash play than a GPP play. I think he's got a safe floor. Now, of course, the Hornets could get blown out by the Warriors. I think that's very easy to predict. Um, don't think that's a, it's really out of the question here. Um, but 6,500, he, you know, he's about that same price tonight. Uh, and he still scored like – 33 DK points or something like that. Like, you know, and he was, he only played for three, three quarters. So, um, you know, he's got a, just a safe floor. And if he does end up playing all those four quarters, it ends up being a close game. Um, you know, he could really, really surpass that. He's not going to like go crazy probably, but, uh, he could, I mean, he's got that skill. So I, I do like some Gillard Hayward at 6,500. Um, I've also got some interest on the Charlotte side of the ball, um, in Theo Maladin, which you called out last uh, last time, I did play him a little bit. He didn't have a super great game, um, but you know we're assuming that Terry Rozier is going to be out again for this one. And uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was pretty bad, <laughs> so uh, yeah. if that happens again, you know I don't see a reason that like. And if it ends up being a blowout, I think Theo Maladin can get some extra minutes too. So I still got some th- uh, interest in Theo Maladin at 3,500. How do you feel about those those Hornets? No, that's that. I like those picks. Theo Maladin is a guy who I would definitely put on again because 3,500. You know, he's a guy you can easily slot in. And uh, Dennis Smith Jr. He he's he was pretty inconsistent last night, but these two players are fighting for a role, right? So you're gonna expect Theo Maladin to play and hopefully retain that backup point guard spot. So expect him to go all out with a lot of energy. And Gordon Hayward's like you said, 6,500. His value didn't go up or down, I believe, from last game, right? And yeah. he's still at a he had a solid game in yeah. 26 minutes. So against Warriors, only thing that's uh, scary about it is that if it's a blowout, how much minutes is he going to play, right? Yeah. Yeah, it could get ugly really quick. Um, so on the other side of the ball, speaking of the Warriors, do you have any interest on, uh, in any of these Warriors, or are you just fading them all entirely? I actually do. I do like uh, Jonathan Kuminga. I think Kuminga at 3,000, if it is a blowout, Coming is going to get a lot more minutes, and I think this is a great time to really just, you know, shoot the ball, score it. He's going to have a lot of opportunity. He can grab, he can rebound and such. And I also like Clay Thompson because this is going to be a high-scoring game, and it's going to be a lot of three-point shots, and I believe Clay Thompson's going to be one of those guys hitting those threes. Yeah, good call, man. I um, It is going to be kind of a, a game environment, and Clay's been struggling, so maybe they try to get him going in this one against a team that's not so good, uh, and they just kind of feed on the rock a little bit more. I could see Steph Curry taking kind of a backseat and just trying to feed uh, Clay so that he can get a little bit of confidence back. Um, I've actually, but if you guys, this is a good time, this is a good opportunity to talk about scripting, and if you guys are scripting this game for a blowout, um, I don't know if I necessarily go for Clay. But I do like your call of uh, of Kaminga. So, you know, I think if you want to script it, that's going to be a blowout. You go with Kaminga. If you want to script it like, oh, you know, maybe the Warriors just kind of screw around with them a little bit and the starters still have to play, you know, 28, 30 minutes, then I would play some some uh, Clay Thompson. I wouldn't know if I'd play both those guys. But um, I have some interest in some other guys, though, and I am going to script this as, you know, I think this is going to be a blowout. I think that's pretty much a given in my mind. So uh, if that is the case, I do have some interest in Jordan Poole, a lot of interest, actually, at 5,900. Um, you know, hasn't had that huge, like, scoring punch game yet. Um, mm-hmm. But he started to come around a couple games ago, and he was looking good for a few games. The last game was not so great, but um, I think he could put up a really big uh, game against this this uh, Hornets team, especially if you know Steph and Clay 
eggs are early because it's getting ugly early and, and Jordan Poole's just the guy out there. Um, so, I, you know, I have some interest in him. I've also got some interest in James Wiseman at 4,300. Uh, and Wiseman at 4,300, you know, again, if I'm scripting this as it's going to be a blowout, um, you know, I think they sit Kevon Looney. He only plays like 15 minutes in the game, 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, Wiseman can go and play 30 minutes or something like that. So um, if I'm scripting it like that, uh, 4,300 for Wiseman, I think he's had a really solid season so far. Uh, I think he can really tear up this Hornets, you know, team that has really no no good like no service i mean they've got a few serviceable centers quote unquote but no one no one's that great over there like let's be let's be honest well, you don't think mission plumley's gonna come out and clap <laughs> oh man plumley's uh plumley's uh plumley's and zellers man i've got them i've got them on my brain uh, uh yeah they're all good um anyways this is a good opportunity though guys to talk about our dfs pass if you guys aren't already set up for you guys should set up for our dfs pass it's really cheap Get you access to all of our calls, all of our work. Uh, I didn't clarify how to pronounce it, so I apologize again if I'm mispronouncing it. But Giancarlo, I think is his name, is going to be uh, hitting up the DFS delivery for us. He did amazing work for us yesterday, and uh, he's going to be doing it for us again for this slate. So you guys need to sign up for that. Um, get his calls because they're better than mine, at least tonight they were. So <laughs> so you got to go get those uh, and, and take advantage. Uh Really cheap. Get the Ethos 360 subscription also if you want to get access to the wager division and the uh, fantasy pass. Okay, Ramiz, do you have any interest? I have some other guys on my on my thing, but here, but I'm gonna give you some opportunity because I'm talking way too much. Do you have any interest in any other games on the slate? Any other guys that you're looking at really heavily? Uh, let me know. What are you thinking, man? I'm going with a. Uh, I'm feeling a train, man. T- tonight. Uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, I think Josh Goody's gonna be out, so I think you can expect a train, man. Shagulus Alexander backcourt. And Trey, man, he can shoot the ball. Yeah, he can shoot the ball. So I also think this might be a blowout. So Shea might not play as many minutes as he will. And I think Trey, man, is going to probably hit around 30 minutes. And the last time he played over 30 minutes, he hit like 40.5 fantasy points, you know? So I'm a, I'm a believer in Trey, man. I actually think, and here's here's a good, interesting thing to ask you. I think you think it's, it, it's just a whole lot of fun just to think about stacking uh, Luka Doncic and, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I think it's possible on this straight, on this slate, and if that's a close game, I could see both those dudes just, like, absolutely popping off. But, man, mm-hmm. the price point for uh, for Luka Doncic, what is he, like, 12? Oh, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, what is he, 12-5, 12-5. That is uh, the most expensive salary we've seen so far on DraftKings, I, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm, like, 85% sure that's the most expensive salary we've seen. So... I don't know if I can get myself there, man. <laughs> Especially with that blowout potential, like you said. So, but I don't. Hey, hey if you're doing multiple lineups, I'm, I think you should do at least one lineup where you stack Luca and SGA because I mean it's just fun, man. <laughs> I just want to. I want to see both those guys just pop off against each other. That'd be so much fun. I mean, on offense, the game is competitive. Yeah. You might have both of those. Yeah, the, they could really, uh, really pop off for you, definitely. So. Um, but yeah, I, I do have some interest in SGA at 9,300 and, but again, that's assuming it's close. So I probably won't have a lot of them. Um, I have John Collins on here also at 6,600. Uh, it's, I think he was like 7,000 last, last, uh, slate. And so he dropped a few hundred there. I had some interest in him at 7,000 too, and he just had a really stinker of a game. So, um, he's going to have low ownership. A lot of people are going to overlook him. So, um, you know, I don't mind going to, to John Collins at 6,600, just be, if you're in a, a GPP, um, because of that low ownership, they're playing Milwaukee. So people always tend to fade people playing against Milwaukee because Milwaukee is a good defensive team in general. 
Um, but I mean, it's the NBA, man. Like every team's going to score 110 points or something like that, like 105 to 120. Right. So like, you don't need to necessarily fade guys. Like that's one way you can take advantage because people are going to avoid like, Oh, this is the Phoenix suns or whatever. Like, you know, I played CJ McClellan tonight. He's having a pretty darn good game. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, go, go get him if you like their, their price points. So I do have some interest in John Collins. Any other guys, uh, you're looking at on this slate, man? Uh, I actually like. Uh, I, I think the most expensive option I'd go with tonight would be Giannis. Cause I think uh, Atlanta, Giannis. I think it's gonna just feast on the defenders. I think Clay Capella's too slow. I mean, Onyeka might have a great matchup against him, but man, you're talking about a what a two-time MVP. So this is gonna be light work. And if I'm him, I'm licking my fingers, thinking this is barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, man. No, I uh, I mean you can't fade Giannis entirely. Absolutely, eleven eight hundred. Uh, 11,800 is his price point. And uh, if you're looking to spend up on somebody, I mean, you know, again, I'm looking at Joel, but if like you have that extra salary to go up to Giannis, yeah, why not? I think that's definitely legit for sure. So uh, 11.8 for, for Giannis is, is definitely got to be in play. Um, last guy I got here, and you actually just mentioned him, Onyeka and Kongwu. I just I did roster him tonight also in a couple of my lineups at 3,900. He's the same exact price for me as. And he had a fantastic game. He had, like, he had a solid uh, game. Yeah, he had, he had like, uh, I don't know, I was looking, it was like 10 points and like two blocks and three rebounds when I was looking. And then uh, he had even more stats after that. So uh, he had a very solid game. And he only did it in about like 22 minutes or something like that. So, um, again, I'm looking for our, the game where Clint Capella gets in early foul trouble or just isn't feeling 100% and has to exit because Onyeka Kog was the real deal. He's the, mm. the center of the future there. So, um, I'm going to keep trying to roster this guy here and there if I end up you know, doing multiple lineups. And uh, if he's 3,900, I mean, I think that's just a smash salary for him. So, But that's uh, that's all the plays I've got in this slate, man. Do you have anything else, any other plays that you want to hit on before we head out of here? Uh, no, nah, I think we hit everything, to be honest. Everything I wanted to say, I, I think we all got it down. Yeah, so um, you know, keep keep an eye on that John Morant situation. He's doubtful right now. Um, I would have to guess he doesn't play. I think that's something you really have to keep your eye on. Keep your eye on Joel Embiid. Uh, again, you know, he's he's questionable, but I think he probably will play in this one. Um, I think that's the only real injury news we're looking at on. But uh, but Ramiz, I do have a few Thrive fantasy plays for these guys. I did not like a whole lot on this, honestly. So it's going to be real quick, guys. I've got a couple for you guys, though. And if you guys aren't playing Thrive, what are you doing? Let me smack you in the head right now because you guys are missing out on a great opportunity uh, to get yourself some money because you have to choose 10 out of 20 available player props and come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season because they are giving away a whole bunch of money, $200,000 guaranteed in prizes weekly. Uh, If you hit the most props, you rack up the most points, we win a share of that. So there you go. Uh, Just go use promo code ETHOS when you sign up, and you're going to receive a 100% deposit match bonus up to $250. And don't forget to download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Yeah, go do it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, but no, I have a couple of plays from that. I don't. Did you get a chance to look at that uh, tonight, Ramiz, or no? Uh, sorry, I didn't get a chance to. No, you're good, man. It's all good. You're, you're new, so you get a little pass. But uh, next week, I'm going to like crack the whip, man. That's all, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. No worries. No worries. Okay, I got a couple, though. Miles Turner, over two and a half blocks. Uh, and that's 130 points. Oh, this is a smash one, man. You guys should definitely lock this in. Um, just, just talked about this guy, you know, if he's going to get, uh, again, keep, this is another guy actually good to point out, got to keep an eye on the situation cause he is coming back from an injury, but maybe he doesn't play. 
but if he does play two and a half blocks, he's already gotten four and five in his first two games back. And uh, you get 130 points if he hits that. So, you know, I, I love it. So go, go, go lock that in. Um, I also like Harden under 31 and a half points and assists, and that's 100 points. So it's a 50-50 shot there. Um, the reason I'm going under is because, again, I think Joel Embiid, he's going to have the, the fresh legs because they're on a back-to-back. They're traveling. Um, they're going to be feeding him the rock a lot. So maybe you know Harden gets 11, 12, 13, 14 assists. But maybe he gets a few less points. So he doesn't necessarily hit the over there on the 31.5 points of assists. So that's why I'm going under on Harden. Uh, and that's it. Those are the only two I have. I don't like a whole lot of them. But I do like 130.1. So, uh, so that, there you go. But anyways. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us, guys. We are going to check out of here. There, Well, no, there will be a show for you tomorrow. I apologize. I almost said there wouldn't be one. Uh, I am going to hop on here, and I'm going to try to convince Mr. Uh, Lee, Lee Schwartz, who is a new a new fellow with us, uh, to go ahead and get on this podcast with me. If he doesn't get on with me, uh, there might not be one, but we'll see how that goes. So check us tomorrow, night, tomorrow if you can, and we should have one for you. But until then, I am Keith. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbpkeith. And Ramiz, where can the people find you? Uh, I mean, they can find me on Twitter at the handle too nice, so that would be T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. Awesome, man. Any other socials they can follow you on or any other uh, things you want to plug? Uh, no, Twitter is perfectly fine. Okay, <laughs> Twitter is good. <laughs> All good. All right, cool. Until then, though, go get that money for everybody. Bye.